global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery, and Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by the American Arbitration Association. Business disputes are inevitable. Resolve them faster with the American Arbitration Association, the global leader in alternative dispute resolution for over 85 years. Learn more at ADR.org. Well, it's a down day on Wall Street as the stock market kicks off the fourth quarter. Utilities and real estate companies are falling the most. An expansion in manufacturing is boosting speculation that the Federal Reserve will raise interest rates this year. New orders and production swung into expansion territory last month, indicating prospects are gradually improving across America's manufacturing landscape. At the same time, factories continue to focus on becoming leaner by trimming inventories and cutting employment. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg Radio. Dow Industrial Average is down 58 points, a third of a percent, trading at 18,250. S&P 500 down 8 points, four-tenths of a percent, trading at 2,159. And the Nasdaq is down 17 points, a third of a percent, trading at 52.95. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up 63 cents a barrel, 1.3 percent at 48. 86. Spot gold down three dollars thirty cents a ounce at thirteen thirteen eighty, and that ten-year Treasury down seven thirty seconds with a yield of one point sixty one eighty six. And that's the Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Very special show today in Cleveland. We're going to be interviewing the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland, Loretta Mester. Ahead of that, we want to take a look at. Cleveland, the economy, where it's heading and what's driving it. And, of course, sports, talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers and more, are certainly at the forefront of that now. Joining us is CEO of the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Quicken Loans Arena, Len Komorowski. He's been with the Cavs since 2003 when he joined as president. He is the man largely responsible for bringing LeBron James to the Cavaliers. Len, welcome to the show today. Kathleen, thank you. Great to be here, and uh, and and thank you for coming to Cleveland. Well, you know, uh, it's just uh, I think it's moving and it's powerful when you see uh, LeBron James, of course, coming back to Cleveland and and finally helping get this championship and now doing so much to try to help Cleveland's growth forward. Just for starters, uh, tell us the story of you and LeBron James getting him to the Cavs. Well, I think first of all, just to uh, to put that in proper perspective, there. I mean, really. Credit is due with our owner, Dan Gilbert, and uh, Dan and his partners, uh, Nate Forbes and Jeff Cohen, uh, along with our general manager, David Griffin, uh, uh, and, and basically setting the stage, you know, for LeBron's ultimate return to Cleveland uh, and really, uh, again, just creating an environment and atmosphere that uh, made it attractive for LeBron to come back here. And obviously, being from Northeast Ohio, that only just uh, added greatly to that as well. But you know, as a as a first step, there our, our general manager David Griffin had re-signed Kyrie Irving, who is uh, an amazing player in his own right, who is a free agent uh, prior to LeBron making his decision to return. Uh, and then, hence from there, we we all saw I think mm-hmm. the essay from LeBron about. Uh, this being bigger than basketball, and 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 uh, and it certainly has proven out to be that to be the case. So, uh, how what has this meant so far? It's still early days, but how does this NBA championship, the Cavs beating the Golden State Warriors, have you seen the impact on the local, local economy? How are are you and your organization going to drive this forward to make this broader impact? 
Well, I think, first of all, with Dan, we have an owner who just believes in these great Midwestern cities such as Detroit and Cleveland, and, and certainly our organization, and through Dan, Dan's invest over a billion and a half dollars in downtown Cleveland alone, 12 different businesses here, So, but not only between the cabs and the queue, but also with the Jack, Jack Casino, uh, Quicken Loans has a major presence here as well, our ticketing company, Access Veritix, so in many different ways manifested itself, but... I think the best quick story I could tell you here is that uh, in 2012, I previously was the chairman of the board of our uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau, and we had gone through a study uh, about what Clevelanders, it, you know, in terms of recommending Cleveland as a place to visit or to, to have a, a business conference or travel, leisure travel, and it showed that only 34% of people in the Cleveland region would recommend their own city which to give you some context, that's typically in the 60s and, and higher uh, people who feel great about their city in the 80 percentile. So we're like the lowest of the top 50 markets. After LeBron announced he was returning, along with uh, the week, that same week, we also had won the uh, honors for having the Republican National Convention here uh, in that span of three days between each other. You know, it was a bit of a tipping point for our community in terms of an attitudinal change and how we felt about the city, even though there's been a lot of straight strong indices in terms of economically things moving forward and that we that survey again that the same type of survey came out and 54 percent of clevelanders uh felt that they would recommend uh cleveland as a place to visit as a destination lastly just in the last several weeks that same uh survey was done and 75 percent so think about that swing 34 percent to 75 percent amongst the lowest to amongst the highest recommending Cleveland as a, a place to visit, as a destination. And the number one uh, uh, element that was the attributed to this change and how people felt about uh, our city was the Cavs winning the championship. So it's been a journey. It's only four years when you think about that, how diametrically uh, opposed that swing has been. But it's been an amazing journey that I think in a lot of cases, if you were to spell it all out, and bring it into a Hollywood producer, they would reject the script as being too unrealistic. Uh-huh. Well, uh, broadly, how much is sports contributing? We know that the Cleveland Browns are starting their season on a, on an off note, uh, but, uh, uh, excuse me, the Cleveland Browns, they're, they're the football, right? I mean, they're, uh, having a struggle and they have for a while, but the Indians are in the playoff against the Red Sox. They've got a, you know, home field advantage. Broadly speaking, how much are sports, uh, feeding into the Cleveland economy? Well, it's huge, uh, and I can speak more specifically uh, in our world. And we, we actually had a, an economic impact study that was done uh, by uh, CSL, which is a bit of the gold standard in the industry. But to give you an idea, so for the Cavaliers' playoff games, uh, it was uh, estimated to be upwards of uh, 3.6 million per per game and over 5 million per uh, per finals game. But above and beyond that, we have 200 events. Here at the queue, we're the 13th most active building in the domestically per Polestar who measures okay. event activity and 33rd most active building in the world. Len Komorowski, please come back. Hey, maybe during uh, the next uh, basketball championship game. He's CEO of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Quick and Loans Arena. I'm Kathleen Hayes, and this is Bloomberg. Taking stock, broadcasting live today from the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland. Our exclusive interview with Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester coming up.